you got to pursue something that gives you life, that makes you want to jump out of bed in the morning. Welcome back to another episode of The Lodges Podcast. The Lodges Podcast. Welcome back. You have to get creative. Like, your content can't just be like you sitting there. I have to, you know, master this D-list athlete if I'm going to get to C-list, to B-list, to A-list. whole slogan was basically, you're famous enough just being yourself. Just be you. A ruthless pursuit to, to be the best. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Lodges Podcast. Uh, This is episode 64. So uh, very excited to get started here. Excited about our guests we have today. Um, Big shout out to all you guys that are tuning in on Apple, Spotify. Uh, If you're starting to watch the videos on YouTube, I hope you guys are enjoying that as well. Starting to finally uh, get a visual element to the podcast. Um, But today's guest is Frozone. Um, he is a Twitch partner and Warzone content creator who I know many of you guys might be familiar with, especially if you're big into Warzone right now and you're following Warzone streamers. He's probably one you've seen. Um, but man, uh, officially welcome to the show. Hey, man. Well, thank you for the invitation to, uh, to be on the show. It's been like probably like my second or third podcast. So I'm, I'm excited just to keep on you know doing them when I can. Yeah, they're fun. Um, as you can tell, I enjoy them. Episode 64 right. here. So. That's, that's so many episodes. I don't know, that's a lot of people. <laughs> A lot of consecutive or consistent episodes. So, yeah, yeah. Um, well, okay. So I've started to do this thing where I, I've changed the format, but the new one is I like to do an icebreaker at the beginning, just something that I think is interesting. My guests have done. So, what I want to ask you is, you've won the MFAM Gauntlet. You won in April and you won in May. Did you win both? Yes. Or did you guys? Okay. Won both. Yes. So talk about that, because I mean, I know those are competitive. I know those are tough. And, and I know they're fun. So I just want to ask about your experience, like, you know, what they're like and how much you enjoy them and all that. Oh, dude, it was now that kind of like set me up and I guess me and a few others up for like the whole like season of Warzone. So mm-hmm. we really like we played in a qualifier because they had qualifiers to get into the big tournament because the big tournament was like invite only to big streamers, you know, and uh, right. other just just massive people. Right. So right. we played in a qualifier. We did really well in the qualifier. We won the qualifier. And there's two other qualifiers. And so after those two qualifiers or all three qualifiers, all the qualifying teams played against each other. They had like two games to get the best or most kills. And then the winning team out of those three goes to the big tournament. And so we barely just absolutely barely made it, you know, out of those three teams, we beat those other ones and then we made it to the big tournament. And then the big tournament, we actually, we did really, really well. I think, I don't even know if it was very close. We just kind of stomped and dominated the competition, really. And so, which was awesome. It was, it was definitely one of the best days ever because that was a lot of money. I think we won like like six or 7,000 each because um, okay. I think it was it was trios, I think, at the time. So, it's a trios tournament. And then the next month or the next because he was doing one every month. The next month, mm-hmm. there was another one. We're like, okay, we won. Like, do we get an invite? <laughs> can we just, can we just, do we get already get a play in finals in that just wasn't the way it was. We were kind of, we were a little butthurt, you know, we wanted to just, you know, right. just be invited, but you know, whatever, we'll just, we'll just make it through qualifiers, make another, you know, 800 bucks each, you know, winning the qualifier. So we <laughs> won the qualifier and then we had to switch teams because we had a two stack of a team. So we ended up like qualifying with somebody and then we had to pick up somebody else for the tournament. That's when the initial first KD cap tournament was, was that second MFAM tournament. And so, okay. so Nick Rex was like the first person to actually do a KD cap in terms of uh-huh. like, you know, everybody added up into the tournament or on your team. Right. And so, you know, we may be, we may have been the starters of the KD cap. I don't know, you know, you, know, <laughs> you guys forced it basically. We forced it. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we barely, we barely won that tournament as well, but be able to, you know, win the first one, actually go through two qualifiers to win the first one, not get invited to the second one, win the qualifier in the second one, and then go all the way through and win it again in an RNG-based video game against all these other amazing players and content creators and streamers, whatever. It was, I don't know, it was, it was, it was awesome. It was like the best, best like two months I've ever had. And like doing really well in those tournaments off the start just set us up for the whole rest of the season because everybody, you know, saw our names, you know? Right. Yeah, because that was pretty much, I mean, Warzone launched, it was the beginning of this year? Or was yeah, that? Yes, it was right when the COVID so. stuff started. So I Right think when COVID hit. May or something. 
Yeah. So you guys like got in on a big tournament right at the beginning. Like you're saying that mm-hmm. kind of a lot of people saw you guys because of that. No, that's really yep. cool. So you guys didn't get the invite for the second one. No, they were like, no. we're gonna let I was you guys like, dude, I was kind of like, I'm like, dude, come on. Like we just won your last tournament. Like we're going to invite this one. I'm like, all right, right. fine. I just try to look at it like, okay, whatever. Cause the qualifiers, if you won, you made like 800 bucks each or something like that too. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fine, I guess we'll just, you know, win these qualifiers again, you know, make an extra like 800 bucks each or something. And then just yeah, go to the big tournament go to the big one that's awesome that's awesome mm-hmm. that's really cool um no I, I know those are super competitive i watched those um and i thought that was really awesome so i thought i'd ask you about it um but to, to kick it back and for for people that maybe are listening and maybe they don't watch warzone that much or they're familiar with getting to know you um i thought it'd be fun to just kick it back to the beginning and let you share a little bit about yourself kind of like where you grew up what was you know what was the how relevant was gaming for you growing up when did you get into streaming um just like a couple of minutes to share your background story kind of you know to where you've gotten right now sure um i mean i've been gaming dude i've been gaming forever like i remember spending the most amount of my time playing either runescape or mm-hmm. or diablo 2 like diablo 2 is hands down my favorite video game of all time i just remember just you know it's way easier back then doing like, you know, sleeping or, uh, you know, playing video games through the night and just not going to sleep. Yeah. I wish I could do it as much as I used to, but I, <laughs> I just can't now. I think it just comes with, you know, when you're getting older, but right. man, I just RuneScape and Diablo two is something I always played, but I always played Call of Duties, like, you know, playing the Call of Duties every single year, going to GameStop every single year, um, mm-hmm. making sure I get, uh, do the, or play the new COD as soon as it comes right. out, right? Waiting right. the GameStop lines every single year was like hands down, like probably the best thing ever. You know, you now you, you don't have that anymore, <laughs> right? You don't because everybody can pre-download it. Yeah, know? yeah. It was ah, uh, it was the best. You know, waking up the next morning pretending you're sick because my parents they made sure I was at school the the next day. The next but day, I yeah. was. I always wanted to or try to convince them to let me, you know, skip the the next day for Call of Duty, but they were they were never at it. So, um, just played all the Call of Duties, played a bunch of Halos, just, you know, just nothing crazy competitive. Did, like, maybe a little, like, competitive Call of Duty and, like, Call of Duty Ghosts and stuff like that. That's when I first started getting into Search and Destroy tournaments. And then Black Ops 3, when that game came out, I played a lot of S&D wagers, S&D mm-hmm. tournaments, and that's when I first streamed. And not a lot of people streamed at that time. And so, I was, like, one of the few streamers or one of the most consistent streamers in S&D. So, that's when... I really started doing really, really well. I guess not really well because Twitch still wasn't or Call of Duty still wasn't as watched as, you know, a bunch of other games. But Mm -hmm. that's when, you know, Nick Merckx was his, he was streaming. He had like a thousand viewers. That was like his max, like most nights and just playing SD tournaments. That's where I started streaming. And I was told myself, like, if I'm gaming, I might as well just stream it. You know, there's no like negative side effects to it. If other people want to come and watch then that's perfect. That's more pluses than, than anything. So I didn't really lose anything. They got a fairly good mindset about it. So that's where I started was black ops three, just continue to play that. I think I played the next video, next card, which was IW. Didn't really play much of that. I wasn't a big fan of that call of duty, played a little H one Z one went back and forth. I think I took like a little break of streaming and then the whole Fortnite thing. I went full-time in Fortnite. I had like 600 subs, I think, on Twitch um, okay. at the time when, you know, the whole Fortnite craze happened. Yeah, yeah. And so I was full-time then. Didn't really work out. I was doing the the Fortnite and then Apex Legends back to Fortnite and then a game called Battalion 1944, streaming full-time all the way through these games. And I'm like, dude, like, this, is, this isn't fun anymore. You know, I was like forcing mm-hmm. myself to like stream every day and, I just didn't enjoy it. And that's when I started working again was back in November okay. um, of this year. Yeah. I started working again in November this year. And I was like, well, I'm going to stream just part-time, you know, I'm just going to try and enjoy it again, not force myself. If I want to play, I'm going to stream. I'm going to have some fun with it, not play games that are going to bring me the numbers. Yeah. You know, whatever it may be. And then I would just go to, uh, you know, work whenever. And so I was, doing that i need some consistent consistent money because i was trying to think of my future you know exactly. i want to get married i want to you know buy a house whatever it may be and then right. um the whole covid stuff happened and i'm like well 
we're all screwed. So I might as well just make the most of it. And so <laughs> might as well get came, back. Yeah, yeah. And then Warzone came out, and I just started grinding that. The leaderboards, the kills, high kill games. And then just did whatever I could, you know, networking, playing with streamers, playing with other YouTubers, playing in every tournament I can, you know, with whoever I can. And just it all just happened after that. When, when did you, so you started first streaming, you said way back, like when the Call of Duties were coming out, is that when you started streaming for like the very first time? Yeah, Black Ops 3 was when I first started streaming. Okay. And then when did you get to the break? Was it like, had you streamed for a couple of years? And then like you're saying last November, you kind of just decided to take the break? Or I guess like what was going on then that, that caused the break? You were just burnt out like you were saying? Yeah, I think I was burnt out because I, during Fortnite, I just completely grinded Fortnite. You know, I, I was actually pretty good at Fortnite, I think. I was doing, like, the World Cup qualifiers. Mm-hmm. You know, never caught that Fortnite traction that I wish I had, you know, I wish I had. Um, yeah. Then I went to Apex Legends, was doing pretty well with that. Then the game started going downhill at the time, and then I went back to Fortnite. So I think my problem was, is, like, I kept switching between games. Yeah. And the more I kept switching games, then it's like I got to rebuild, you know, from the beginning again, you know, from the lower view account up to higher view account. And that definitely didn't help at all. And so... I was like, I mean, I'm not having fun. You know, I was like forcing myself to stream, forcing myself to be on a schedule. And I was like, dude, I just need, I just need a break. You know, I just need to do something else with my time. I need to get out of my room. I need to get out of my apartment. (laughs) And also just, you know, more, uh, more, you know, stable checks, I guess. Cause I was working at a restaurant. So it was like, you know, it's really good money just cash wise. So. Right. No, I think that's interesting because I think you're you're one of the few streamers I've talked to that like started full time, was doing it for a while, then took a break and then made the leap of faith to like come back to it. So I think that's pretty unique that mm-hmm. you at least realize that you were burning out a little bit and you're like, all right, like I need to at least step away for a little bit and, and then maybe come back to it. So that's pretty interesting. I think, well, like one of the biggest things is like when I was doing that full time, like Fortnite, I just, I mean, I turned my stream on, I played for like eight to 10, 12 hours, whatever it was, then uh-huh. I got off. And that's what I did every single day. I didn't do a lot of community stuff like sub games or sub tournaments or, you know, I didn't do all the extra stuff, you know, reaching out to other streamers or content creators. I kind of just, you know, anybody can turn the stream on, play video game, turn it off. But like that doesn't separate you from other people. So like, what was I doing with that time? And now, like when I went to full time again, you know, when the COVID stuff happened, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take advantage of this situation. What, can I learn from my mistakes is, you know, from last time. Right. So I just, I've been playing with a lot of streamers, grinding the leaderboards, you know, just trying to get involved in other communities, you know, doing all the extra stuff mm-hmm. um, within the stream really. And yeah. The COD, so. And it's obviously made a difference. Uh, yeah, it's definitely it, paid it, off <laughs> so far. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about, because I'll be completely honest, I, I didn't watch much of when you were in the Fortnite, like the Fortnite craze. I was a I was a huge fan of that when all that was going on. I messed around in the qualifiers for fun, but I wasn't any good, uh, full mm-hmm. disclosure, but I at least played around in them. But with Fortnite, were you trying to go, like, were you in competitive? Like, yeah. as far as like your qualifiers, you talk a little bit about what was happening over the course of Fortnite, because I feel like that'd be interesting to hear about. So Fortnite, um, I spent a lot of time like just, just playing pubs. I did go, you know, I, I had a lot of wins. I had a lot of kills, but I never, um, I didn't put all the extra work when it came into like the, the private matches or customs or whatever mm-hmm. until yeah. it was like two eight. So like everybody was just so much better, like mechanically to where I just felt like I was so far behind, but I tried, you know, I tried my best to play in like those Fortnite qualifiers. They had like, you know, whatever, 10 weeks, 12 weeks, whatever it was. Yeah. I made like, you know, Couple, like a couple thousand bucks over the course of like those those weeks, but it was nothing too insane. You know, I was told myself like, you know, a few more mistakes, a couple extra kills, like, man, I can, you know, I can really do this. But I knew in the back of my head, like, dude, there's thousands and thousands, <laughs> hundreds of thousands probably of people trying to compete in these tournaments. And I mean, when it comes down to like, you know, the ping, you know, if you have a really crappy, if you're not pinging to servers well, like, that's a huge disadvantage, especially in Fortnite, you know? Yeah. But I think it all came down to just that extra work in terms of um, practicing with your teammate a lot more. The, I did some scrims here and there, but I didn't really put any extra work into the into the private, you know, the private games, you know, working on my builds and all that extra stuff. Yeah. 
no, I, I mean, I remember ping, especially for those last few circles, like in the qualifiers, if you didn't have good internet connection, it was like laggy as could be like everybody not a good time. Everybody in like the Pennsylvania area or like right, like there's certain like ping spots that just had like the best ping. And me in Minnesota, I mean, I either pinged it, you know, on East servers, I get like 50 and then on the West servers, I get like 80, 90. So it's like, well, I'm at like a big disadvantage here. Like, <laughs> I need to move to the East somewhere, I think. Right, right. So was the goal while, while you were going through Fortnite, were you, I know you're obviously playing the qualifiers that you were just talking about. Were you trying to like, if you hit the Fortnite World Cup, was the goal to like hit it, qualify it, go to New York, and then, re- you know, regardless of the outcome, like you wanted to go continue as a Fortnite pro or was it just something you were doing like as part of your content at the time? Yeah, I think, well, yeah, at the time I felt like I wasn't even really a content creator. I just, I you know, I just turned my stream on and I just played and I just, try to play in these tournaments and because I wasn't producing any other content at the time. That's something I've been really bad at, like over the course of the years. And I still am now is just being consistent on all all the other platforms, but I'm trying to get better at it. People are trying to help me. They want to help me. And so like I'm moving in the right direction slowly, but I just wasn't ever doing anything else. I was just turning my stream on and playing and then, you know, wherever it may be. I think that I wanted to just, I think in the back of my head, I was like, okay, if I do well in these tournaments, more people are going to be in my stream. I think that's kind of kind of the mindset I had, I think. Yeah, which was a valid mindset because, I mean, I feel like during that time, all the people that were trying to be competitive in it, everyone was like, if I just score really high in these leaderboards, like people are going to see my name and then, you know, they'll come to my stream. And, you know, it's a valid reason to think of how you could blow up and, and grow. Yep, exactly. Um. Okay, that's cool. And so... That went through Fortnite World Cup ended. And after Fortnite World Cup, did you like, did you keep playing Fortnite for those couple of months? Or is that when you started switching in between games and and started mixing yeah. up? The stream yeah, a I bit? played I played a little Apex Legends I, for like when I first came out, especially. I was doing really, really well um in terms of like uh like kill wise or I was like mm-hmm. you know the Bangalore character. I was like ranked like top top like 10 I think in kills and then top 100 overall over everybody the first couple months but then I think I just got burnt out of that I've really bad habit of just completely like throwing everything to the side and just completely grinding something when it comes out and so I was just I think I just got completely burned out stop playing that then I played a new a different PC game called Battalion 1944 Mm -hmm. it's a game on Steam and so I did a little competitive through that went to went to a little tournament in Philadelphia called Fragadelphia. Um, okay. But that whole community, like there wasn't very many players. There was like a couple hundred players on the game. So that whole community kind of just went to different games. After right. The, the game kind of died. So. Right. <clears throat> so you were like your mindset for the most part. I know now you're saying you're doing more content, but you originally got into it and you liked being on the competitive side of things like that's, and you just turn on the stream, turn on the stream. Yep. Yep. So I got you. That was, yeah, it wasn't a very good mindset. I, th- I was like, well, th- you know, the better I do, the more people are going to come watch me. Like, I, I think I have the personality to be a good streamer, but I wasn't pushing out content in all the other platforms. But now that mm-hmm. I do that, now I can see, like, well, you can be super competitive. But you can also be entertaining if you have a personality and you can just start, you know, going to all the other platforms and start to bring more people into your stream and stuff like that. Yeah. And so did you, were you grinding YouTube at the time? Like back in 2019 or did you like restart a YouTube grind when you got back into it full time this year? Um, basically when Warzone started, I tried, Warzone. I had, yeah, I had like an editor that a couple editors that will help me upload like twice, three times a week. I was even just getting to a point like, you know, any content is like good content on YouTube. Like I was just uploading like high kill gameplays. That's just what I was just trying to do. I didn't have any thumbnails. I was just uploading them <laughs> and they actually weren't doing that bad because I mean, at that time, especially when the Warzone first came out, not everybody was dropping 20, 30, 30 kills, you know, 20, 30 right. kills. But now over the time, like more people are getting better. You know, there's, you know, weapons in the game that people can easily use to get higher kills. But yeah, I mean, I was talking to Legion and basically I do work if you know who those YouTubers are. Mm-hmm. And they were saying like, dude, like your content is way different than ours because not everybody can go for high kill games. Not everybody can get high kill games. And so you just just put them out there and you know more people are going to want to watch that than you know a cut up like funny version or something or maybe not more but you're you know you're finding a different audience than not everybody can actually reach in terms yeah. of the high kill games so 
No, that makes it that that's funny with the thumbnails because I, I'm trying to think. I remember back when Modern Warfare 2 came out. I was so young, I don't even really remember, but I remember you used to watch nuke videos all the time. And I don't remember if there was thumbnails back then or not, but it was just for me, it was just fun to watch the killer race get up to 25, see the person do it, yeah, like and all that. So I could totally understand how I mean. I feel like as long as you drop in the high kill games, like people still want to see that, like right. you know, and that's like the the like I just uploaded the raw gameplay right from my Twitch. So like I I clicked <laughs> into my did a highlight from my Twitch. I hit upload and then just boom, title it had a good description, and then I just made it public, you know. Yeah, and that's when I was most consistent on it. But now I you know wait for little edits, you know, different intro. I gotta wait for a thumbnail, and then the more I wait, I just feel like you know I just forget about it, you know. So it was always right. more fresh in my fresh in my head. Yeah, no, for sure. When you so when you came back to to make their channel, I know we've kind of like talked how well everything's gone, but like when you first started back, were you because how long had I guess how long was the break between stream like when you ended and when you started? Like had it been a good four or five months before you had even like turned the stream on? Yeah, so it was like November. So like November, I started working again. So November, December, January, February. Yeah, so it was like you know four or five six months, whatever it was. And so, I mean, I still streamed like occasionally. So I went from like 275 to 300 hours a month to mm -hmm. like, mm, like way less than 200, probably 150, 175. So I was still mm -hmm. streaming, you know, cause my server job was, you know, it's part time, you know, I just worked evenings. So I try to stream whenever I could. Yeah. But I mean, it wasn't even close to how many hours I'm doing now when I was doing full time. So. Right. So, so for you to get back into, it wasn't like a complete zero to a hundred. You had kind of yeah. still been like playing with it a little bit. Yep. So I, yeah, it was just, I still had the little, a little tiny community. You know, I still had like 10, 15, 20, 30 max viewers at the time. And mm -hmm. so I know a lot of those guys were in there, you know, watching me play from, you know, whatever games over the years. So, yeah. And so it was, it was Warzone. Is that like, I know you said kind of the COVID impact, but was it the fact that Warzone dropped and you just saw that it was kind of be something that aligned with like your interests and the kind of games you like, and you're like, all right, like let's, let's go back for this. Yeah. So I've, I mean, I played S at the beginning of Modern Warfare came out, I played S and D tournaments, but mm -hmm. I just, I mean, that lasted like a month maybe. And I just didn't really enjoy it that much. That's why I was just playing part-time. Yeah. And then I always loved battle royales. I always, I think I was always pretty good at battle royales. In terms of like Apex, you know, Fortnite, whatever, you know, whatever it may be. And I really like playing Call of Duties. And this Call of Duty was fun. I like the armor system, it's very, very simple. I like the loadout system. I liked pretty much everything about it just because there's a lot less RNG, especially because of the, lo the loadout system and the mm -hmm. buy stations. And, you know, if you die once, you're not out, you're not out, you know, your teammates can yeah. buy you back. And I think that gets, you know, keeps people playing. And so I was just addicted, man. I was just, I was so addicted. And then as soon as I started competing really well, people started, you know, more people coming to my stream. And as soon as that happens, you know, once you start seeing growth and a little success, you're just really, really addicted to it. And you just keep on going and keep on going. Right, right. Have you, um, and I should probably should look this up before we got on to the podcast, but do you have any of the the kill records right now for like duos, trios, or, or solos or anything um, like that on Warzone? We, I had the trios one until like uh, probably about a month ago. Okay. Okay. So, so we had it. like, a, we had 102 kills in a trios game. It was me, okay. Pie Man, and Metaphor. Dang, 102. And you guys were what, in a 150 lobby? <laughs> yep. 150 lobby until That's about, wild. yeah, about a month ago, I'd say. Okay. Okay. And so for you right now, so to kind of get back to the competitive side of it, um, so you obviously did really well and you've done really well in some of the other MFAM tournaments, I think too, maybe the ones that you didn't win, but you still placed high. Um, mm -hmm. and then you played, it was at the Toronto ultra tournament. You guys, yes. you placed really well on that one as well, right? We got second place. It was me, Raiden, and Super Evan, and we lost to Nick Merckx, Swag, and Biffle. And okay. in finals, we lost in first game. We, in the first game, I think they had like 90 four kills or 91 kills and we had like 94 so it's like that's a lot of kills for both squads to get that's that's like a really good a really good game and then our second game so it's best of two games our second game our second game they had a jailbreak and we didn't get a jailbreak and so that brings if people don't know that just brings everybody that's spectating that's dead they can come back into the lobby so that's however many extra kills that they can get and so we started our game after them 
and our game ended like five minutes before theirs. And so we got, so we lost, we ended up losing by seven kills in that tournament. Dang. Oh, I wish we would have won that. That would have been so awesome. Cause that was, <laughs> was a hundred thousand dollar tournament. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That was a hundred K tournament. I think that was like, like seven, like $17,000 each or something like that. It was 50 K for first mm-hmm. and then 30 K for second. So. Do you, um, so, so obviously you've gotten to play like a lot of the big tournaments for you. Is it just pure excitement and joy or like, do you get nervous playing in them or, or kind of what's your vibe or do you have like a, a, a routine going into tournament day? If you got like a hundred K tournament coming up or do you just, just say whatever I'm a hop on and I'm going to play. Yeah. So, well, the first two MFM tournaments, I ended up going to quick trip. It's a little like gas. I went to the gas station. I got mm-hmm. a cherry vanilla Coke. Okay. <laughs> and I had Chipotle for lunch. There you and go. I won, and we won both this tournament. So I try to, I try to do that for like every <laughs> tournament. It's, Sounds kind of corny. I never really believed in that, but I'm like, yeah, you know, what could it hurt? And also right. an excuse to get Chipotle too. So I'm like, yeah, screw it. Let's get some Chipotle today. Maybe I'll go get a soda, you know, whatever it may be. But I don't know, man. I really don't get that nervous. Not, not until like, you know, finals time, if I'm in a clutch situation or whatever, maybe I'm shaking right. a little bit. I can feel it like in my chest, you know? Yeah. But I don't, I don't really get that nervous. I think, you know, over streaming over a period of time and, um, has definitely helped me, you know, overcome that. Yeah. That no, I mean, I, I feel like you're either really excited or you're kind of just, you've gotten used to it and you're obviously still competing and it's for a lot, but um, I feel like it's always interesting to kind of hear like how you guys are from your side and your point of view, like what your guys' mindset is when you're in those moments and, you know, competing for, for a lot of money. So yeah, I definitely, um, I definitely get excited and I get in the zone. Like I just, I'm nothing but call outs and I'm just focused. Yeah. <laughs> what's your random question? What's your what's your go to Chipotle order? Oh, dude, I get oh man, I get crucified by everybody for my food takes. Oh, boy. absolutely, it's bad. Okay, because <laughs> I'm a very picky eater. Yep. And oh man, people are gonna hate me. Okay, I get chicken sometimes, double chicken. Uh-huh. If it's a bowl, normally I get a bowl, and then white rice or double white rice, and then corn. And then light lettuce, and uh, okay. that's it. That's it. That's listen. I get, I get the chicken, I get the black beans, brown rice, I get the corn. I feel like the corn's underrated. A lot of people, I feel like, don't get the corn, but I, I think it's corn. good. I yeah. And then I think I get sour cream and cheese. So I mean, I yeah, I don't get, I don't get sour cream. Like, bro, I, a lot of people get sour cream in theirs, but like, I see so many pictures. Like, it looks like you're. Eating soup with that with that sour cream. They put a I'm not, lot. I'm not a big cheese guy in terms of like. I mean, I like pizza, you know, whatever. But I'm not a huge cheese guy, especially yeah. with cheese. I have to tell them to chill it, chill a little bit with the sour cream sometimes because they'll just like throw a whole lump on there, and I'm like, <laughs> this like is too much. Got a bucket, like, dude. They're just throwing right in there. Yeah, I was like, this is way too much. Um, okay, nice. That. Yeah, no, for real. Um. Okay, so anyway, sorry, I was, I was just interested. It's always fun to hear people's taste. Um, but uh, with Warzone, obviously, like, Fortnite came about and, you know, Battle Royale, all that good stuff, and it was kind of fun, and then took its competitive route. Do you see, obviously, I don't think Warzone's as playful as, as Fortnite was, but do you kind of see it starting to take that route to where that true competitive, like, tournaments are going to be there and it's going to be like leagues and stuff like is that where you see it going or do you think it's it's going to take a different track what's what's your take on that um i to be honest it probably eventually will if call of duty doesn't there's going to be like third party like tourney like tourney organizers or third party like mm-hmm. discords that will host scrims and all that but man i don't i don't want it to because okay so the private the private match customs that just came out like what last week mm-hmm. or two weeks ago yeah, like it's amazing for content in like community things. So like you know sub games or you know cool like content. Like just think of like the cool thumbnails people can make now. Like you know like those Fortnite montages where like the characters like running. You have like a cool like underground shot like looking at the at the guy. You know like thumbnails and like montages and stuff will be really really cool. But I just don't think the map is any turn or is good for competitive at all. And I just don't, the difference between Call of Duty and games like PUBG and, you know, Apex Legends and Fortnite is like, there's no, 
it's very, how do I say this? It's very noob friendly, right? So like, it's very mm-hmm. easy to be good at Call of Duty because the guns, you know, there's no bullet drop. There's no recoil barely. Right. And I just think, you know, like if you look at PUBG, there's different drops, different bullet speeds, different, you know, everything is different on every single gun. And I just don't think Call of Duty is going to be good, I guess, in terms of competitive private matches. Because for one, entertainment-wise, everybody likes watching the kill races and nobody wants to watch, or I guess a lot of people don't want to watch people loot for 15 minutes, you know, hopefully get a lucky circle. If they get a lucky circle, then they're going to, you know, be there for a few more minutes. And then it's just kind of a crap show at the end where, you know, a lot of shit just, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, you get a lucky circle, then you win. And so, I don't know. It's it's probably going to happen. Am I going to be a big fan of it? Probably not. I'd be interested in trying a game with 150 pros, mm-hmm. you know, played playing for the win, you know, playing for a prize. But I don't think it's going to go very well. Gotcha. So you, you'd rather kind of stay in, in its natural state right now where like you've got the third party tournaments going on with like the kill races and all that, but it's not like it's super organized and there's like an official league or anything. Like yeah, that. I think. Yeah, because it's definitely maybe I'm a biased because I'm a streamer as well. And yeah. it's a lot more entertaining. So it's probably a lot more entertaining than playing in these private matches and like a pro match, a pro match. Right. But it's probably not as entertaining to watch. Right. Now, in terms of kill races, it's fun to watch and it's fun to play. And it's very exhilarating to play, too. It can definitely yeah. be very close, very stressful. You know, the whole works for the player and for people watching. Yeah. So. No, and I remember, I mean, I remember with Fortnite, but I think before Fortnite started rolling out like the small competitive stuff before it even like blew up into the big thing that it became. I remember that the, the kill races on Fortnite were so popular and like that's what everybody liked. And I feel mm-hmm. like right now Warzone is at that phase where like, I mean, all we have is really the kill races and everybody tunes in to watch them because yep. it's their favorite streamer. It's exciting. Like, uh, there's the luck of the draw with the circle. Like yeah, you're saying, exactly. you don't really know what's going to happen. Like, so yeah and i mean i might be wrong when it comes to like those those competitive matches but i mean that's kind of like my take on it i just think the competitive or the private match is just kind of it's just gonna make things a lot more sweaty i guess when it comes to like matches and stuff like that it just i don't know everybody's gonna want to be a pro and then it just it's it's (laughs) tough like enjoying like some pubs like say if like if i'm playing like sub sunday or i'm just trying to enjoy like a stream and I'm casually playing, you know, the skill-based matchmaking starts kicking in or it just, it's tough sometimes when everybody, you know, is going for that prize, you know, or Everyone's everybody wants to, to get better. Everybody's taking it hundred percent serious. Mm-hmm. And I know some people are going to probably mm-hmm. argue that. I'm like, well, then why are you playing? Like, are you playing a win? You know, whatever. But <laughs> it's like when Fortnite announced like the world cup stuff, like you could barely play any public matches without, oh, you couldn't without people building, you know, the Eiffel tower above you, you know? No, that was that. I think that was what a lot of content creators were complaining about with Fortnite was <clears throat> once it became like so purely competitive, it's like you really couldn't even like if you were a casual streamer, I felt like you struggled to just get on and just be chilling while playing, talking with your chat and, and mm-hmm. just have a good time with friends because you had to be like in try hard mode every single second because you yeah. never knew who's about to pull up on you. Exactly. Like, exactly. I mean, nobody. I mean, yeah, we love winning. Yeah, we love competing. But you know, we also want to do a little entertaining stuff. We want to try different guns. We want to, you know, try and do YouTube videos with whatever attachments, random attachments. Yeah. But you can't do that if every single person is going to try and be the best single, you know, the best player, you know, they're practicing for whatever it may be. Yeah. In terms of competitive wise. So it's a pretty good for, for you when you're playing since you're like on there all day for the most part right now. Is it like at a good mix where you don't have that yet to where like you can kind of if you want to get on you can be competitive, but then if you also want to just get on and, and create some general content or some funny stuff, like you're still enjoying that side of it. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, there's definitely some days where it feels like, Holy crap, man. Like I am running into the best of the best players. Every, every single, every single fight it felt like, but maybe that's just a bad yeah. day. Maybe that's just the way it is. But I mean, I've been playing Warzone still the last few days and <laughs> I think all the good players or most of like the sweaty players are on cold war. So I'm having a blast playing, <laughs> playing Warzone right now. So. Right. Have you, um, have you guys, have you tried out the custom games with like your community and stuff yet or no? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's actually helped. It's actually helped my stream out a bunch too. Like a lot more new people have been coming to the stream. Cause if I put in my mm-hmm. title, 
you know, posting private games. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely fun. It can be annoying when people don't follow the rules because you're doing like something like, you know, no shotgun, you know, no fire shotguns or no shotgun rules, you know, and then we've had, we've had a few cheaters in our private custom games. That's like, like one of the biggest Like issues. legit, like, like legit cheaters? Like legit toggling. This guy's using oh a sniper and just toggling people downtown in a, in a private custom games. That's like Come the on, point man. that you're hoping with the private game. Right. <laughs> That's literally why I'm hosting the private games because, I mean, there's still a massive cheater problem right now in, in Warzone, but. Right. No, the private matches are fun. It definitely gets everybody involved. And that's like one of the best things, I think, in terms of, you know, doing a community or streaming is, you know, you want to get as many people involved, like on certain days, or, you know, you want to play with different people or new people. And it is fun. I really like it, actually. Yeah. And that's, you were saying like at the beginning, that's one of the things you've implemented this, this year when you came back was, was that something you weren't really doing that much, at, you know, in, in the past. And then this year, that's something you've kind of like bought into more is like the community events and, and the yeah. teaming up with other streamers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like every Sunday I do games of subs, like today I did um, sub games. So we do okay. this marble, this it's a marble race. It's called marbles okay. on stream. Yeah. So, yeah. At, you know, it's, if people don't know, or if you don't know, or if people want to play, they type in like exclamation point play. Their name gets thrown on a marble. It goes down a random course. It's all RNG. It's all luck. And the top three subs that finish get to play um, quads with me for about an hour or two games. And then after those two games, we just do the next group. You know, we do another marble race and then we do the next group. And so I think it's a very, very important thing when trying to grow a stream and trying to grow a community is doing, you know, the extra stuff, making sure you have time. For the people that support you, you know, like you want, you want to be friends with these people, you know, you want to grow that personal bond with those people, you know, they're, just, they're not just viewers, you know, like these guys are basically paying your bills, you know, like at least <laughs> show a little love, you know, try to put a little effort into it. So that's right. where I'm on that. No, absolutely. It seems like everybody, we've had a couple of streamers on in the past and um, they, they've also talked about like their community days and, and kind of what they do. And people seem like that's like one of their favorite days is doing the community stuff just because you guys get to like actually connect with, you know, like you're saying your viewers and, and all that. So that's really cool. Absolutely. Yep. Um, so for you, I know we've kind of talked like, you know, what if uh, Warzone evolved kind of more competitively and, and kind of your take on all that um, and, and, and your content creating side, but do you have... Like, are you on your mind? Are you going for more kill records? Like, or or what are, because I know you like the competitive side as well a little bit. Are you like, what are your competitive goals right now in Warzone? Do you have any, or are you just kind of like mellowed out for right now? Um, Well, right now, there's not really a whole lot of tournaments. I was just, I just wanted to play in every single tournament possible. Like the mm-hmm. more tournaments I play in, the more like opportunity. It's like right now, I think like in my career or right now in my streaming stuff, like, I want to take advantage of every opportunity, you know, that comes with every podcast. You know, if you want to do podcasts, sure, I'll do a podcast. Absolutely. Why not? You know, that's definitely going to, you know, push my name out there. You know, it's, you know, it's right. fun. You meet new people, you know, you do things like that. And that's, that's what it comes down to tournaments, right? So like any tournament I get invited to or any tournament that there is, I just want to play in it. Of course, I want to win, but it's more so just, you know, if you're an underdog and you, you win, then that's even, even better. Right. So like that goes back to like the MFAM tournaments. If you're an underdog and you win, <laughs> oh man, it's the greatest feeling ever. And so a lot of these tournaments have like an invite only captains. And then if the captain picks their people, you know, a lot of the times I'm not a captain. So I just, you know, if someone invites me, of course I'm going to play, you know, no matter if they're good or not, you know, no matter what their skill level is. Hell yeah, man. I'm going to, I'm going to play those, you know? Right. Right. And so right now there isn't a whole lot of tournaments going on just because everybody's on cold war. But it's it's tough to say. Right now, the game is just mellowed out. I think everybody's just waiting until like the whole Cold War, the Cold Cold War um integration on like December tenth. I think they said. Okay. I think. Um. But right now, it's kind of just just chill time. I think in terms of Warzone. I feel like usually around the holidays too, like those those holiday tournaments start to yep. pop up and and things get interesting. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Cool. Well, I, I know there are some people watching. If you guys, we're gonna, I'm gonna go a little bit, a couple more minutes, like asking uh, Frozen just some stuff that that I want to ask him. But if you guys have any questions for him, um, and you want us to to pull from chat and ask your question, you know, feel free to drop a question there in chat, and we'll answer it here in the next few minutes. Um, I was gonna ask you. So, would you? And this is kind of like my last uh, Warzone comp question, but 
So you're a creator right now. Would you like, would you like to be like on a team or play for a team or represent an org or, cause I think it'd be interesting to hear about like being quote unquote, a free agent and being represented by an org. And I'm not talking about just anyone specifically, just in general, do you enjoy like the solo freelancing more? Would, is, is being an org something that interests you or, or kind of what's your take on that? If that makes sense. Um, actually, yeah, I really, I would love to be part of an organization. Um, in terms of like, since I stream Call of Duty and I play, uh, you know, Warzone, I think if I can somehow get onto a CDL org as like either a content streamer, well, I think with Warzone, it comes in both. It comes with both, right? So your competitor and your content creator. And I think mm-hmm. if you're, if you have, you know, if you're both, then it works out even better, right? So you can do really well in these tournaments, but also you're a personality, right? Like you can still stream if you have that personality. I think your stream is going to last a lot longer or do a lot better. You know, the longevity of the, of the stream or your career is there. Right. So I would love to be part of an organization just because one, it's, you know, the part of the call of duty community and um, two, it definitely surrounds you with more people that have, that are like-minded in terms of goals and, you know, the direction they want to go. And, you know, they want to, they want to help you grow and you want to help them grow you know, both sides and a lot of professionalism kind of too, right? I want to learn yeah. the ins. You know, I'd love to learn some more things about the business side of things in esports, right? I would love yeah. to, I would love to, um, you know, meet more people. And I think joining teams, joining organizations definitely comes with that. Yeah. I feel like it gives you like that structure that you're talking about more so from the business yep. side, you can kind of learn from and, and you're still doing what you love, but like you're also getting, you know, all this information from the other exactly. side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that actually, so that's a good flow through into one of the last questions I had for you was just with like how gaming continues to grow. And, you know, obviously like we've seen very much last few years that it just continues to become more mainstream. Like we got athletes, we got a lot of you, like you guys are growing and, and really starting to make names for yourselves to people that aren't, you know, traditionally from gaming. Um, how are you developing into like, where I guess, I don't know, do you feel like you have to have a little bit more professionalism with like sponsors and like people want to work with you or how have you like grown in that area? If that makes um, sense, where you have that professionalism. Yeah, that's a really good question because, well, on like normally when I'm on stream, I try not to change. A li- I mean, so like you know, I get I get mad at Call of Duty a lot, right? I, you know, every, everybody does. But like you know, if I want to be on like a CDL team in terms of content or whatever it may be, like if I'm bashing the game, like that that's not a good look, right? That's that's right. not. I mean, I mean it happens too much. Right. I mean, I get mad. Everybody gets mad, but in terms of like, but it is in the back of my head. I'm like, Hey, you should probably watch what you say. You know, there might be people right. listening. Um, and that kind of goes for everything else. You know, I tried, I think I've always been fairly decent in terms of like professionalism, but I do tend to watch recently, especially I do t- tend to watch, you know, what I say on Twitter. I'd be trying to be careful. I've been trying to cuss less on Twitter because that's a that's a bad habit I have on stream is I just uh f f bomb this f bomb that but yeah yeah um the professionalism definitely is is something it's a work in progress but I have been doing a lot more recently tried to I guess yeah no it makes sense I mean I feel like I know you're saying to where you don't want to get out of character to like where you're not being yourself but (laughs) then at the same time you're like thinking there are opportunities that like, I don't know, what if I like, I say something and then, you know, that person doesn't like it or that company right, doesn't right, right. like it. Yeah. So. Well, and there's a, like a, like I have some really bad sports, like sports takes. And like, I just, I kind of just say stuff to just trigger people in my chat. Like I'll just <laughs> tell everybody like Dante Culver is the greatest quarterback of all time. Like I'll just say like the most random stuff. I'll just like start bashing like, like basketball or something just cause right. I was never, I never grew up with like bass. Like I never played basketball. Like I, I could care okay. less about basketball. So I was like, I don't know, I was just bash, just basketball, just to see if I can trigger a few people. But like, I shouldn't do that because I've been, I've had the opportunity to play with a lot of like um, NFL people or, you know, you know, I may never know who I may come across by to play, you know, video games with. Right. And so, or I may, or I may meet. And so I hope that nobody like, I've been recently trying to watch what I say because I've been saying it too. I don't want to, people to take me serious because then that may ruin like a potential friendship or, you know, you know, whatever it may be, you know, with, you know, an athlete or anybody really. 
someone clips it out of context and yeah, the exactly. seized it and then you know they never get the full picture. So. Like like when I say like basketball like takes no skill, like everybody just starts losing their <laughs> losing their marbles, dude. And then my like, guys, I'm just kidding. Like I, I could care less about basketball. I don't know anything about basketball. Like but it'll be all right. <laughs> That's funny. Who um who are like I mean, I'm sure it's it's cool to play with all of them, but what have been like some of your favorite pro athletes you've played with or, or who are some of the pro athletes that you've played with like so far? And has it been Warzone you play with them? Yeah, so it's been Warzone. So um I've played with there's a group I played with. Um it was Jamal Charles. So he was I think a running back for Kansas City Chiefs, I think. Um mm-hmm. Brian Arakpo, he played for the Tennessee Titans, I think. And then um, Marco Mitchell's so, like they have their own little group. So a couple Sundays I've played quads with them. So a lot of people know who Jamal Charles is, you know, mm-hmm. and um, what's crazy is I've played a lot of Warzone with um, Golden Tate, Golden okay. Tate. He actually, there's some days where I open up discord and he's just hanging out on discord with other people from the stream, which is just, which is just awesome to see. He's That's always crazy. like, you know, he's sending messages <clears throat> to play Warzone. Like, you know, it's like, like we're buddies, which is kind of weird to think about, but yeah, <laughs> Golden Tate, like Blake, uh, Blake Martinez, he's also on the New York Giants with Tate. Um, right. yeah, so a lot of a lot of those football guys, they're fun to play with. It's it's crazy, like how much, and, and it really seems like, especially since COVID hit. I mean, I know there was stuff going on like the last few years, but I feel like since COVID hit, because you had so many pro players who obviously were like out of season or kind of on a hiatus until this thing started, that you see so much collaboration between mm-hmm. content creators and pro players. Um, I mean, are you ex? Do you have? I know you mentioned like a lot of NFL players. Is that do you have like a favorite traditional sport? Like is football? Are you a big NFL fan or? Um, not really. Do you like growing up in high school? Like I watched like all the sports, but I was never really, I was never really a diehard fan of like any sports team, like any baseball team or whatever it was. I was, I, I was a wrestler in high school. And so like, there's no professional wrestling really other than like, you know, yeah. WWE, whatever that, whatever you want to call that. Yeah. <laughs> but I was never really a, just a diehard fan of anything. I kind of just enjoyed baseball because my dad always had baseball on and we just, and we watched the Vikings play in Minnesota. Like that's just just how it was never really a diehard fan got you got you mm-hmm. no that's cool yeah I, I know the wwe's like i think they're having like their own issues and stuff with with wwe players streaming on twitch and all that i don't know much about it but i've seen a little bit on that i haven't seen that um but no that's i mean that's i think it's just cool how it's evolved this year where you've got like pro players that you know are, are want to play with you guys and that's super i haven't heard that before where you have one just chilling in discord like not because you guys set it up or not because it was like a promotion, like just right. genuinely hanging out in there. Yeah. He's like part of the community, which is like, which is awesome. So yeah, like there'll be times where like a look in discord. He's like, you know, he's in there playing with like a few other people that he's met in the stream. Like, it's just, that's it's cool. awesome. It's awesome. It's pretty dope. Uh, I, I believe Justin's in the chat. Esports biz. Uh, oh boy. Oh what's boy. up, Justin? Um, and if you guys will we'll stay on here like another couple minutes, if, if you guys have any questions you want to ask him, um, drop those in there real quick and, and we'll answer them before we get off here. Uh, but I know we're almost running up on an hour. Um, what else, man? I mean, uh, what's next? I guess, what are some of your next goals like coming up? I know we've talked a little bit about like the competitive side. Um, just for you, like as a streamer, do you have any like things that you're trying to grow on going into 2021 and, and now that you're kind of full back into it? full blown and, and, and in it full time. Um, yeah. So something that I'm working on or trying to is like, I am the worst, like I, I can actually, I can produce like pretty good content. Like in my stream, like I'll have some Heiko games, you know, I'll do some like cool stuff, but I never, I'm very inconsistent in posting that on across my social medias. And so I decided mm-hmm. like, well, like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to pay someone to literally do it. Like I'm going to just pay like this, like age marketing agency to do it. So they'll yeah. like, They'll do like a, you know, you know, unlimited. They have like unlimited YouTube editing. They'll post on my stories. They'll post these clips on the other social media. It's like, just, I'll let the, I'll let the pros do that. And I'll just mm-hmm. keep on doing, you know, I'll stick in my, stick to my stream and I'll keep doing me. Just, just do it. Like, I just need to be yeah consistent. That's the one thing that I need to work on is just the big consistency, especially, you know, on YouTube and posting clips every single day, you know, across all social medias. Is it a is it a thing of like you wanting to post it and you want to be in control of it and and trusting someone else to do it for you or is it something just completely different? No, I, I mean like like honestly like I'm down for people posting it for me. I think it just gets okay. like I just feel like 
you know, if I play Warzone and I don't get over 25 kills, I just, I think it's like a mental block. I'm like, dude, I just don't think that game's good enough for people to watch. Like, I just don't think, <laughs> I just don't think people want to watch it. Or like, you know, I don't right. think that clip, I don't think that clip's that good, right? And so yeah. it's probably better off that I just don't look at it and just let people take care of it for me. I know it may seem lazy, but like, ah, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's like a mental block. Maybe it's just, I think, you know, maybe the attitude, like, never settle. You know, I always want to get better. Like, I just exactly. don't think it's good enough, you know, stuff like that. Like, it's good, yeah. but it also it's bad, you know? Yeah. That's where I'm No, I get that. it. From a completely different perspective, I mean, there there are times where, like, I'll have, like, a podcast episode or something, and I'll get off, and I'll be like, man, I feel like I did horrible personally on that. Like, that wasn't good. Like, should All I right. post this or not? Like, I feel like it's tough when you're on that content creation side of things just because you hold yourself to, like, a high standard. You want it yep. to be, like, perfect, you know? Exactly. So, mm-hmm. um, but no, that's awesome. Well, um, dude, we'll start to just kind of wrap things up here. I, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, like I said, I was, I was really excited to kind of talk to you and, and dive into it. Thanks for sharing like, you know, your story and kind of some of your takes on COD and all that. Um, where are, as I'm sure a lot of people already know, but it's kind of tradition just to ask at the end of the show. Um, what are some of your favorite social media platforms that people can connect and, and follow you on? Um, well, I live stream every single day. I've been playing a lot more Warzone, but there'll be some Cold War probably on Twitch, which is just Frozone. And then my Twitter, my Twitter is just frozen as well. So frozen on both okay. of those. Okay. What times do you, you have like a, a set time you usually go live during the day? Um, no? I, so with the cold war, my sleep schedule has been a little messed up, but <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I've been trying to, you know, I need to get back into like, you know, the 8am, you know, six, seven, 8am until, you know, later evening or early evening, you know, depends on the day, but that's most of the time I'm on. Okay. Okay. Cool, cool. Uh, I'll read one last thing from Chad. Justin said we both rock. So again, we want to, I know Justin kind of helped set this up. Um, yes, so I wanted to give him one last quick shout out, but um, you know, shout out to everyone else in general that if you guys were hanging here, I know we had some people kind of listening and, and tuning in. Um, so appreciate you guys uh, hearing from Frozone and all that. And if you guys are catching this later on the audio format, whether you're on Spotify, Apple, um, you know, wherever you're listening from anchor, appreciate you guys tuning in and we will catch you guys next week for another episode of the largest podcast.